All right, John, let's get into some predictions and then we're going to do a little for real or fugazi. Um, and for those who don't know, the schedule increases for John and I during the week. If you download this podcast, first of all, tell your friends about it, especially if they're Texan fans. Um, we're going to go from two to three a week. The this This one, there's no game to react to, but typically the early in the week one will be reaction to what happened the previous weekend. The middle one will be a mailbag. You can email us, email us questions at HOUmailbag at gmail.com. We appreciate you guys continuing to do that. And then the last one in the week will be a look ahead to the upcoming game. So that's what this week's going to look like. We've got two more this week, a mailbag, and then the preview of the Colts game. But it's, it's, uh, it's, we got week one coming up. So now is the time we got to get on the record. So John, I got just a few categories here for um, predictions. Let's start with a Texan one. What is your, for those who haven't heard, I know what it is, but maybe we have some new listeners who haven't heard. What is your prediction for the Texan season win total this year? Six and 11, two victories more than last season. I think uh, next season they'll be up over like eight or nine, but I think that would be uh, a nice improvement. Anything above that would be like a cherry on top of a Sunday. Yeah. I got six also. I even went through the schedule and tried to figure out, okay, which six are they going to be? Um, I'm going to go with them beating Jacksonville twice because that's just what they do. Uh, since Ten 20, in a row. Since 2017, that's exactly right. Um, I think they beat Chicago in week three. I think Chicago's terrible. I think they beat the Giants and the Washington football team. I know the Washington – I'm sorry, the Commanders. Um, I know the Commanders are, are not horrible, horrible, but they're not great, and that game's at home. My one game where it's a considered a better team, clearly a better team than the Texans, I have them winning the home game. I think it's week nine against the Titans. I went and looked at the Titans' schedule. That game is sandwiched in between, for the Titans, the week before they play the Colts, the following week they play at Kansas City. Um, so I think that the Texans may catch them at a time where they could be coming off of that Colts game and looking ahead to the Chiefs game. And it's at home, and they beat the Titans on the road last year. Why can't they beat them at home this year? Who knows? Maybe Malik Willis is the quarterback for the Titans by the time midseason rolls around. But I'm with you. Same prediction, 6-11. and 11. Those are my six wins. What do you think the AFC South looks like from top to bottom this year? I was picking the Titans. Mike Vrabel's the best coach. Frank Reich's only won one playoff game. That was his first season in 18. His teams have started terribly. They're bad in the first game. So it won't surprise me too much if the Texans pull an upset. But I think the lot, trade of A.J. Brown hurts the offense. And losing their leading pass rusher last week to a torn ACL, Harold Landry, that hurts them on the other side of the ball. Colts are going to start without – uh, Shaquille, don't call me Darius any longer, Leonard, mm -hmm. I believe. But you can't take your best pass rusher and your best receiver and not feel it. So I think I'm going to pick the Colts to win the division. I do too. I've got the Colts. i got the Titans second, then Texans third, and Jacksonville taking up the, uh, the rear of the division. Um, I think with Tennessee, John, I think you nailed it with losing Harold Landry, trading A.J. Brown. Um, I don't think Traylon Burks is a suitable replacement in the short term for A.J. Brown. Maybe ultimately he will be, but he ain't A.J. Brown. And A.J. Brown, you could argue, was one of the top four or five receivers in the AFC um, the past couple of years when he's been healthy. I think the other thing, too, is Tennessee was kind of a, to use a word we're about to use in a little bit, they were kind of a Fugazi number one seed last year. Fugazi is Italian for phony, counterfeit, for those who don't know. Um, 
And I think there was going to be a hangover effect one way or the other from the way they got knocked out of the playoffs. Hell, Ryan Tannehill was talking about having to go to counseling to talk about the interceptions that he threw against the Bengals. So I think that was already a team that was primed to be a regression candidate. And then you take two of their best players off the team via trade and via injury. I'm with you. I, I think I don't think Tennessee makes the postseason, let alone win the division. I, don't, I think they're out of the playoffs this year altogether. Last year, they lose Derrick Henry for half the season, yeah. and they still ran the ball with a bunch of Texans cast off. I think Mike Vrabel's a hell of a coach, and he'll find a way to get back in the playoffs. Okay, so you think they make the playoffs as a wild card team. All right, so we, we won't go through the entire structure of the of the AFC and NFC in terms of division winners and things like that. I don't know how podcast friendly that is, but your Super Bowl prediction, John, who, is, who, who, are, your, who are your teams you got going at it in the Super Bowl? Who do you got winning this thing? I can't pick the Rams to repeat as champions because it hadn't been done since Ted Johnson's New England Patriots after the 03 and 04 season. And their odds are against them even getting to the Super Bowl because Super Bowl losers generally don't go back. And Tampa Bay, with uh, so many interior linemen out, Tom Brady seeming to be distracted, even though they haven't been since 2010, you'd think, with Aaron Rodgers being so great, and uh, eventually they go to one. So I'm going Packers, and they're going to play the Bills, and the Bills are finally going to win a Super Bowl for their loyal, rabid, patient fans. I don't get happy for opposing fan bases in any sport very often. I would be happy for Bills fans if the Bills were able to, to win a Super Bowl. That would be a cool story, especially considering – the early nineties and how that all went. And I know that the bills hold a, a, a special place in infamy in Houston sports, you know, the 35 to three game and whatnot. Um, I wasn't living here at the time. I was a couple of years removed from, from moving to it was Houston 41 Court. to 38 in overtime. I remember, I remember the game. I just wasn't as emotionally invested as other Houstonians were. Cause I wasn't, I wasn't a Houstonian yet. Um, that would be cool to see, you know, the parade. I would imagine some of those bills that lost four Super Bowls in the nineties, get their own float in the parade. And that would be cool. You know, Buffalo is, you know, it's a small city. So it'd be kind of, that'd be kind of neat to see. I've got green Bay getting there as well. I think the NFC is it's John, the different, I don't know that I can remember such a stark difference between the two conferences, top to bottom. You know, I, I, I think in the AFC, the Texans, the Jags and the jets are the only three teams that I think are just out of it to start the season. And the other teams, I think you can all make some sort of argument that if one thing happens, you know, then then they're right in the mix. Even Miami, you know, who's missed the playoffs the last several years. Hey, if Tua takes to this offense with Mike McDaniel, the Dolphins, they won nine games with Brian Flores and with Tua playing poor last year. You know, they they could win 11 or 12 games. You know, that's just one example. The AFC West is stacked. The AFC North, once Deshaun Watson is no longer suspended, is pretty stacked as well. Um so uh, so I think there's such a stark difference between the AFC and the NFC. You nailed it with the NFC. Tampa Bay, just seen, these issues seem to be popping up with Tampa Bay right now with the offensive line, with Brady being kind of weird this whole offseason. Um, I'm not inclined to pick the team that got there last year to repeat. I'm with you on that. And I, there's nobody in the NFC East that I have any sort of confidence in. So I'm left with Green Bay, even without Devontae Adams getting back there and especially if they're able to secure the one seed and get a buy and have everybody have to go through green Bay. And I know that they've had that before. Um, but I think they're the, the NFC is just so weak top to bottom. Now 
I like Green Bay. I like Kansas City in the AFC. Um, I I feel like Kansas City for the first time since Mahomes took over at quarterback, people are looking at with some level of doubt. They're looking at him like a wounded animal. And I'd like to think that maybe Kansas City is kind of internalizing this thing as sort of a chip on the shoulder. I think people are placing a lot of stock in Tyreek Hill not being there anymore. They've they've got a lot of speed on that team. It's not Tyreek Hill level speed, but this will be a great test for Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes without Tyreek Hill. They still got Travis Kelsey. They've still got pieces on defense. Most more than anything else amongst those teams in the AFC, they've got experience, you know, deep playoff experience, some good and some bad over the last four years, but they're the team that has, that's played on that stage the most out of all these teams that are going to be in the mix. They've, they've had to, they've had to make these deep runs and, and playing these big games the most over the last four years with Mahomes. So I'm going to take Kansas city going back to the super bowl. I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers though, to win the super bowl over Kansas city. Wow. If you had to pick an upset team, like mine would be the Chargers, mm-hmm. like the Bengals last year to go to the Super Bowl. Who would be one for you? Did not necessarily to win, but to surprise people, they got that far. Yeah, I would say, um, I, boy, I would say the Chargers are a good one. I, although I feel like people, for a team that didn't make the playoffs last year, I feel like a peop, that people are putting – a lot of stock in the Chargers and Justin Herbert. You and I had this conversation last week about that. You know what, John? I'm, maybe the Colts. You know, maybe the Colts with Matt Ryan, a guy who's been down that road before. He's been to a Super Bowl before. He's won an MVP. I think they've got a really talented roster. Um, they've not done much in the postseason, but if they had, I wouldn't be looking at them as sort of an upset pick. If they're an upset pick, by definition, there's something wrong with them going into the year. So I would say – I would say maybe the Colts because also they're they're going to have a chance to if the AFC South if they're that much stronger than the AFC South like if I think they're good enough to get to a Super Bowl then chances are they've probably rolled through the AFC South and stacked a bunch of wins making their schedule get a little bit easier um, and maybe they get the one seed like Tennessee did last year um, so I'm going to say the Colts would be that team for me the potential sort of dark horse team that's a good one though who's your MVP. Uh, Justin Herbert. I think Herbert is going to have a great season. And uh, I think Josh Allen's going to – there's Aaron Rodgers. Will he win it again? Yeah. Uh, if he does – hey, if they do what you're predicting, he could be a three-time – three consecutive – when winning the award three consecutive years, which I don't think's ever been done. Yeah. Well, and, and you're absolutely right. And he'd be doing it without Devontae Adams, which is – you know, anytime I would imagine you're trying to – when you're an MVP voter, which I know you've, you've, you've been an MVP voter at, at some point, right, John? Oh yeah. For decades. Yeah. So, you know, at some point I would imagine when you've got guys that have been in the mix for so many years, you're looking for something different with their candidacy for, for MVP, not having Devonte Adams, having Alan Lazard as your leading, your leading receiver would be something different. I didn't pick Rogers though. I picked Joe Burrow. And I think here's why. I think Cincinnati is going to win that division. I think Cincinnati is going to have a really good year. I, I like the improvements that they made in the offseason. They addressed the offensive line, which was their, their big issue. Um, they're, you know, they're coming into the season healthy and young and coming off of the, the Super Bowl last year. I think you look at that division, the Steelers are down right now. Cleveland's going to be down for at least 11 games of the 17 games. And there's probably going to be a reacclimation period for Deshaun before he really gets back to what he was before. And I'm not totally sure what Baltimore is right now heading into the season. So I think Cincinnati wins that division. Um, and I think Joe Burrow 
some of the MVP uh, vote is about buzz surrounding a guy, I feel like. And that deep run into the Super Bowl last year almost kind of sets him up as sort of a Brady-like character moving forward. You know, he's the guy, John, that everybody was talking about after the Super Bowl is Burrow the next big thing as far as a guy who's going to take his team deep on playoff runs for the next few years. So um, I didn't want to pick Josh Allen because I don't like picking the favorite. Um, I like your pick of Justin Herbert, but I'm going to go with Joe Burrow, who I think is 13 to one. I think he's fifth down the list behind Allen Mahomes, your guy Herbert, and I think Rodgers is fourth. I think Burrow is fifth on the list. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. He's loaded with weapons. They yeah. they spent a lot of money, draft choices, everything to improve their one weakness, the offensive line. By the way, John, I think I read this for a while back. Rodgers without Adams, seven one, averaging thirty one point two points a game. Hmm. Yeah, I mean he's. He John, he's the quintessential quarterback that just raises the level of guys around him. Alan Lazard in fantasy people. Alan Lazard, I tells you, you'd be able to get him in like the ninth round. 